Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logo the Barbarian, and I'm joined with my game group. And we just played Mothership. And we almost all survived. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all did actually live through it. We're joined by Apocalypse Nerd, John, and Light, who were all part of that game. So everybody say hello to the, the listeners. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Light. Hello, hello, it's John. Apocalypse Nerd here. So... We finally got our chance to play that mothership we've been talking about and wanting to get around to. We did a one shot. I, I reviewed the actual module. We did a pound of flesh, actually, that that posted on Zine Thursday. And uh, that'll be up way before this is. <laughs> what did you think? Start with the system. What about the system of mothership? So character creation was pretty easy. <laughs> Oh, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Simple character creation. Uh, the way they have everything set up on the character sheet is just a nice, easy flow. Uh, that's for sure. And um, uh, since this is also what we played was what they call the uh, Zero Edition, um, and we're waiting for the first edition to come out, they've, they're they going to be making some changes because it's still a very simple system, that's for sure, which is good. Uh, but there's still some, there were some, some kinks to it that, you know, we, we, you know, us all being very experienced players, even we had a little like, wait a minute, is this right? You know? And I think they, they, they're, you know, with the new edition, they're going to be working some of those little kinks out. Yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think, you know, it's a very new system for me. Um, it is simple. I think the, the combat was a little, took a little get used to, and I don't think actually we really got down got it down yet but i like i like the concept and i think with a few more with a little more experience it would flow really nicely and i'm sure the first edition will work out some of even those kinks so yeah one of my big questions about the first edition that's going to be coming out is what has changed in combat because some of the elements of combat were slightly wonky I could tell you a little bit about that because I looked. I looked it up after we played because <laughs> I wanted to see. Because <laughs> awesome. I wanted to see what, what they were changing in combat. We had to do the oppose the the armor the uh, opposed armor check in combat, which is a little. It was a little hinky. They're eliminating that. What's going to happen is that's gone, and it's just going to be you have armor. So, for example, you're wearing armor that has three points of armor. Any damage you take up to three is absorbed and you get no damage. Anything above three, your armor is destroyed and you take that damage. So if you get four damage, you will lose your armor and take one point of damage. Uh, so then on top of that, they are then changing your um, hit points or damage uh, the character has. The way it's going to be broken down is one to, each character is going to have one, two, or three wounds. And within each wound... You have 10 plus 1d10 points of, of damage you could take. So a wound will have anywhere from 11 to 20. Uh, so as, And it's like as you take your, uh, you fill up your hit your hits, you take a wound, and then you roll a, like a permanent damage check, like, you know, you have a limp or whatever. Like they've done a chart of uh, damage that could be potential. So then on top of that, they have then also changed weapon damage. Because uh, weapon damage right now is very lethal for the for the new system, so they're going to be scaling things down to to come along uh, um, in in line with that. I think that's going to be helpful. There was there were definitely a few times with that you're know, opposing the check and all. It was I, I got a little hairy. I mean, do we get 
one thing I couldn't figure out and, and probably wasn't explained as much because it doesn't have a super in-depth rule set. So this, I assumed was kind of a DM's call is like, are we, a, are we opposing every single thing in this? Is, you know, every time we get a check or is it an action thing or whatnot? So I was a little hairy on some of that. And it's going to be now, instead of that opposed check, it's going to be, do you hit or not? That's what it's going to be. It's like, you roll. Yes, I hit. Okay, take your damage. Roll your damage. Take your damage. That it's gonna. They made it a lot simpler. And they they said a lot of this has come back from you know uh, the couple of years they've been really uh, you know, play testing homebrewing rules and stuff. And they've tried to come up with the best uh, what they what they feel is a, the best for the game itself, just to try to keep it simple and flowing. Well, most I mean everything else mechanic wise, I felt was pretty intuitive. It's just a percentile based system. And yep, the yep, just like old Cthulhu and stuff like that, or even the Palladium skill system is pretty much how you goes. But you're doing this on uh, instead of like you know, when you're checking your strength and stuff, you know, you're just checking against that with a percentile die. And your stat numbers aren't very high. I think the highest someone had a 50, but a lot of times they seem to roll up into the 30s, 30s usually, yeah. Yeah, I was I was lucky with my dice rolls, so uh, that's that, that's that's not that's not typical. Uh, but uh, I did I did okay. Well, it was yeah, the old it was the old it was the old dice that I rolled, which uh, worked for me. <laughs> so the game itself, the environment, I thought was quite interesting as well too, because it's more of a horror science fiction environment stuck in an enclosed claustrophobic type of environment. So for that element of science fiction, I thought was quite interesting and enjoyable as well. Yeah, it had uh, it also you know the genre or whatever it definitely has a very um i don't know workers uh <laughs> kind of vibe to it I, I i feel some of that was the module we chose or i chose and that's some of that was why i chose that module some of, of that course. was the fact that we had a t a group of almost all teamsters everybody was in the union <laughs> well i definitely from listening to sean mccoy interviews and things like that i definitely pick up the vibe that it was kind of intended as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm like one of the things I liked about a pound of flesh was that it's like, Hey, this is horror. Capitalism is horror. Yes. Capitalism as horror. I like that <laughs> game. And so that's exactly what I want to play for Wobblies and Wizards. <laughs> so yeah, I appreciated that a pound of flesh. I thought is a great module and I can't say how much I love being able to like get ready for the game and i've got like a little zine and a, like one with the rule book just a tiny little zine and the other one being the full all this great info in here and it's not like lugging through giant mounds of books like i normally am i'm still going from book to book i just don't have as much to wade through <laughs> well in the new edition you're gonna have some more books uh, they're they're breaking the core rules down into a player's guide so you probably won't need to reference it as much but there's going to be a warden guide I'm curious to see that warden guide. I'm wondering how much stuff they're adding to that. Cause there were some questions I had that seemed like they belonged in a warden guide. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is one thing I noticed about the system. It's it's, it sometimes was a little sparse, like, cause they were trying to be very minimalistic and leaving a lot of judgment calls up to the warden and the, and the gamers, you know, to kind of house rule, which a lot of the, simpler osr style games are like that very minimal and they leave a lot of calls up to to the you know the game masters and stuff but sometimes it's like i would like a little more direction on certain things you know oh yeah i i can understand that 
I'll be honest, I'd rather them go sparse and just let me wing it at the table because nine times out of 10, when I'm starting a new system and that question comes up, I'm going to have to wing it at the table anyways. And, you know, most of my life, that's how we played the game. <laughs> we oh, yeah, most most of your life up. has been winging it. <laughs> yeah, I'm always winging it for the game. We've always been gaming out. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, I really appreciated. I, I really appreciate it. I think that uh, one of the differences, like we played a one shot. I would have really liked to have spent time, like a lot, like like a lot of the places we stopped at. I kind of abruptly said, "Okay, we're moving on to the next place," and fast forward. Sure. But there were a lot of good seeds there that I could have done a lot with for a long going campaign. And had I just allowed the players to take me where they were going and we didn't fast forward to the next segment, essentially to move things along and kind of play more of the game, then yeah, that's real easy to run a full campaign off this. I feel. Oh yeah. Like the, sure. I don't need much else than I don't need much else than this this main book of mothership to run a full campaign. So whatever's going to come out with this first edition mothership box is coming out. I'm I'm definitely yeah. So the so did everyone buy, back the Kickstarter for uh, mothership? Yes, I sir. Do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like one of the it's like one of the biggest back Kickstarters I've seen in forever. It's like 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 one over a million, bucks. million like <laughs> one point five million. I think they, they beat. Uh, it was yeah. like one point six or something crazy. Was that it? was that was huge for an RPG, and it was especially big for an independent RPG without any provenance of names like you know like when say like a Steve Jackson or one of these other bigger companies do it to be a totally independent like you know company to do that much in a Kickstarter to show how much word of mouth has passed and how much they've grown grassroots is amazing to see. Yeah, for sure. Was this more than what the Palladium Robotech Kickstarter made? I don't remember how much that made at all. That's been quite a few years now. Yeah. That was, I mean, I know it broke a million, a million. It may have broken two or more. I can't recall. It's been, that's been quite a few years. But even, even that has uh, a Palladium behind it and a pretty big name in robotech yeah robotech Ro is pretty this popular. is all <clears throat> even though you know they are a for-profit company uh, <laughs> night game, games but they're new this is their first role-playing game and uh it just shows you how well like things can go if you open up your system really support third-party content and um things can go very well for you so i hope to see more of that oh yeah i think people like generic systems that they can do whatever they want with and and being able to have a one that's really workable especially in like sci-fi there's always a discussion for years i've heard this discussion like i want that generic sci-fi game you know like when alternity came out in the late 90s uh, if anyone recalls that i was real excited about that game because this is supposed to be D D. you know D D's basic generic fantasy you can play whatever kind you want pick your realm or make your world but it's a generic fantasy well alternative was like oh this is generic sci-fi mothership isn't exactly generic sci-fi it's sci-fi with a certain flavor but then you can kind of see there's a whole world of things you can do with it <laughs> oh you can you can bring you can almost bring it anything that's kind of science fiction e or horror ish you could bring into this game for sure and um, one thing I, I, I knew the game 
was supposed to be, you know, not as easy on the players, you know, like I knew it was going to be a, like a difficult game, like, you know, just not, not a difficult game to learn, but just, you know, harsh on the players. Yeah. I didn't know that the game was going to be that brutal. On the <laughs> like we all could eat. We all, again, it was a one shot. We weren't doing a long campaign. We were kind of just getting through the motions, but if we would have really played a campaign, I think we would have went through several characters because it was uh, for sure deadly. It was deadly. <laughs> just to piggyback on the, um, how broad you can make it. I mean, you're traveling through space. I've seen third-party games that are very Star Wars, very like space western. You could land on a dinosaur planet. You could land on a <laughs> fantasy planet. You know, it's almost like a dimension. <laughs> you know, that element of space travel just allows allows it. You know, opens that up to anything really. The one thing I don't really see in this, and I'm not sure there's modules that does it, is more magic type stuff. So it is more of a science wow. fiction than like Pathfinder offers you the the uh, what's it called Starfinder, where it Starfinder kind of it isn't spell jammers, <laughs> but it isn't not spell jammers if that makes sense. Like there is that fantasy element where it's, it's fantasy yeah, science yeah. fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would prefer more hardcore technology, mechanical yeah. science fiction than than magic science fiction. Yeah. So, so if, if I landed on a fantasy planet, it would just be basically a time. It's a it's a medieval planet. Right. It's a medieval yeah. planet. <laughs> I, I don't want spells and and, po and potions necessarily, but right. Well, any any technology advanced enough would seem like magic to people who are a lot less uh, developed. So there you go. Speaking you go. of which, I want to talk about the drugs for a minute, and that's not a thing that we got into <laughs> in the game. Like we, we didn't couldn't actually afford take the drugs. Yeah, the drugs yeah. are really <laughs> expensive, but that's because they're almost they they seem like they take place of potions, only. Mm -hmm. they're drugs so they have negative side effects so you can't just take a potion and be like this is great without being like okay you have to weigh the consequence and that's something i was looking through i'm like you know what that would be cool to introduce to potions just in general and side approach effects. them that way in any fantasy game we play <laughs> oh so so the so oh so the drugs in there okay so the they weren't just drugs for like, hey, get high. They were drugs that had effects that did stuff. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I I, I just thought they we were didn't just do any. <laughs> Most didn't of them have, have an effect. Like, like the one sort of like this is like cocaine or speed, right? So you get some bonuses with like dexterity and attacks during combat. Oh, okay. But then there's negative side effects because you're on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Say no to drugs, kids. Oh, <laughs> dare, yeah. dare to say no, George Bush. For some reason, I was absent that day at school. To be honest. Anyways, <laughs> moving along. <laughs> so, I mean, one other thing that I would like to see more expansion on will be the classes. So, I know in the Mothership Core book, there's only four classes of what Teamster, Android, Marine, and Scientist. Um, I know in was a Hive Mind issue one they had a lot more additional classes that they put out. So for me, I would like to see more classes come out with this uh, first edition, or we just, you know, use the zines and uh, homebrew up additional classes. Yeah. I like the idea of a four core in here and it's neat. I'm not hundred percent sure I'm sold as that's because you got the Marine, the teamster, 
the so we got marine the teamster the scientist and the android i guess that works for sci-fi um but like cleric said, fighter yeah yeah you, you got your cleric <laughs> fighter and thief right there you know Who, so is the scientist the cleric um i don't know if they're the cleric or the wizard are um, they saying are you saying that the working class teamster is the thief <laughs> <laughs> um yes <laughs> I'll let's take, go with rogue let's go with I'll, rogue, rogue, rogue think, we'll call him a rogue that. i'll take that i'll take that, <laughs> that marines works. the fighter and then uh i guess well i, I mean it's not quite a, it's not an yeah, exact marines, translation yeah, but it's, it it's, a, it's a similar concept it doesn't have to be an exact translation either it's just a, a, probably you know looking to compartmentalize things like i'm used to compartmentalizing them I need to break away okay but the the core four is kind of an homage to the game that we all are familiar with. <laughs> and like Light had said about the other characters, I had seen in some, because uh, I was re just reading some descriptions of some of the other content that's out there, whether it's third party or that they put out, like they like like pamphlet adventures or pamphlet or a big thing with them, you know, like one, a one pager. I've one seen sheet, that, yep. Yep, I've seen other pamphlets have other classes in them that have been put out. So that, it, it is out there. So it's it, kind of like... It, it, it is out there, yes. So here's my question, though. Like, the game, it's the way it's set up right now is that it's very much like all the four classes are right there in the character sheet. So when you go to add another class, do you need a whole new character sheet and work up like that? Because that seems like that could get a little... A lot, be a bit much to make. <laughs> Maybe they have a blank out there that you can yeah. just fill, fill in, I'm sure. Because um, yeah, one, one of the pamphlets, I was... because. I was um, I was filling out my backer kit for uh, the Kickstarter, you know, because you know you have to see if you want to do any add-ons. So I was doing that, and uh, I was just you know, I didn't add any of the other pamphlets or any other adventures because they're going to update them and be out there later anyway. And it's like I don't have the you know money to spend on it right now. Yeah. I'll do it later. Uh, but I did add a couple of the extra storage boxes because I like I like the size. <laughs> so I, added, <laughs> I, I I did I did add two I did add a couple of those because you know I know I'm going to fill those up eventually. I should have um, thought to do that. That's not a bad idea. How much were the extra storage boxes? They're only they're only ten bucks. Yeah, that's that's worth it almost. I should have I didn't even look at that. I just got the the basic box and I was like, that's where I, that's just that's what I got. I got the basic yeah. box plus extra storage because I didn't the deluxe. I was like, eh, you know, I could get you know that later and i didn't like the size of the bigger box i like yeah. this i like the yeah. small traveler white box size box it's really it's, it's nice i got i i got i got the was it 77 traveler black box nice right up there stuffed with little zine size things just like this just like this but with that classic traveler uh design on the front that's been that so many gamers recognize when they see you know I love it. <laughs> I've never had a chance in my life to play the damn game with anyone. So <laughs> I, I played it. I played it a, a few times back in like mid eighties. You know, I was part of this uh, little gamer club uh, locally that was in back behind a video store. It was kind of weird. It was like <laughs> the, the guy opened up a video store. It was very small and but it had a huge back room he just did this so he could make a place where he could play D. &D. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it, it, and it was like it was this little video club and we used to play D, &D back there and we played a little traveler uh, a few times back there um but yeah but uh i, I was i was making a point before about the boxes the boxes and, yeah well the, I, 
uh, the add-ons, like it had all the pamphlets and stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I don't remember what I was going to say, so I'll move on. I, I think <laughs> the intent of the box in this game was to emulate the it, it, the OD&D, the original box that was just little zines for D&D and Traveler as well. It very much fits in line with that. And the beauty is like all those extra things I had stuffed in that traveler box, all the other modules that came out is anyone can crank those out and add to it. And you can grab the ones you like the most and add to that game. Now we said extra classes. I think that's a great thing for expansions, little zines and stuff like that. Okay. If you want to play a science fiction setting, that's more like the expanse. Here are a few other, here are a few other classes that fit into this type of story with Let's say the ex, like I said, the expanse, and like, oh, you want to go more into Dune? Here are these. Now we have the Bene Gesserit class or whatever, you know. That's a good yeah. way to approach it. It's I flexible. Yeah, I can certainly see a lot of third-party mothership stuff blowing up here in the next year, especially with this. Uh, I think the Kickstarter's fulfilling like what late fall, twenty twenty-two. Uh, they they predicted their prediction is December because they were they were being they were being conservative with their prediction with you know how supply chains yeah. supply chains and uh, manufacturing so you know they're targeting there they're like we're going to try to get it earlier but you know it's don't expect it before december so one thing i'm i'm curious about is uh, how they're going to do like say level and level balance for the different modules because this game is similar to call of cthulhu in the sense that you don't have like level one level two level three you just improve your skills or add on your skills i think they got rid of levels in the first edition yeah so I, I didn't look too much into leveling up stuff because we weren't going to do that as one shot. So I have little to nothing to say. How I don't even remember what how how uh, advancing a character worked in Mothership. I've never it's experience the experience and leveling up in the zero edition. Um, so in currently you say that we got. So you're saying that we got rid of we're going to be getting rid of the levels in the new one. So I think that's what they said. Um, I'd have to go back and look because if you go to their YouTube channel for uh, Tuesday Night Games, they had uh, during the campaign they had several. I wa- uh, vi- I watched some of those afterwards. I, yeah, I watched a little bit of those after we played. I was like, I'm not going to sit here for an hour. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're they're a little long, but I kind of <laughs> skipped through them. But they had they had a lot of that information. Like, there's one specific that says what's changing in the game. And they and they talk about. It. I think they said they got rid of levels because that makes it a little more along the lines of what you were saying with like how Call of Cthulhu was. It's like no levels. It's here's your character. You can advance your skills. Yep. Um, which I I like that aspect of gaming, but you know I also don't mind levels in like a D and D type game either. You know I I know I could go for either one, but sometimes levels don't work well for me in a game like Call of Cthulhu doesn't work you know it's, it doesn't work well with levels like when they came out with the d20 version of call call cthulhu it's like so i'm a fifth level librarian it doesn't make it, some, some games it doesn't make sense so <laughs> if they have a system where they're you know you can do skill improvement as you get experience as you quote unquote get experience i think that that works fine for me you know yeah, yeah. i like that a lot and in fact yeah, I I kind of changed our little our little Palladium game, our Rift game, to advance much slower, and we've changed the way you advance. A lot of it is advancement on skills and stuff like that per game. Very Call of Cthulhu structured. It's worked out well. People have been able to advance, and we don't have to focus as much on the levels. Trying to figure a way to cut levels out completely, which would be brilliant for that. <laughs> 
and to the point Light had made about uh, game ba- like balancing. You know, I know in some of these, in, it's in the, like the newer uh, D&D and probably some other games now too, is they have, oh, it's got to be, um, not balanced, they call it, um, uh, they don't call it balancing. They call it balancing or they call it... Yeah, they call it something else. I don't. I don't know because I don't. I don't know the game, but they kind of you know make it to where it's like, well, your character's a fifth level, so this is equal level to you, so you could be the winner. You know, yeah. you know they they make everything. They try to keep everything you know in line and level. But I'm okay with games that aren't like that. Like especially earlier, you know, BX D and D or Call of Cthulhu. It's kind of like, well, here's your situation. I mean, of course, your DM's not going to throw you know low level you know low experience characters against necessarily something super high but not everything's going to be uh balanced to you you know it's like that's what you have to think it's like okay well do we take this thing on or do we see how do we get the fuck around the thing you know <laughs> i mean my theory is that i like games that are deadly and i like games that are deadly not because i want to kill anybody but because when you run into things i don't want violence to be your first answer because that gets boring if my game just has become you and me rolling a 20-sided die back and forth all night, sometimes that can get tedious. I like to have other things going on and seeing what kind of creative things players come up with. Right. That's so why I like at, a deadly game. <laughs> you know, if you look at you know the classic alien movie or the thing, both of those are super deadly for the um oh, protagonist yeah. oh, yeah. the situation. So for me, I think mothership has that type of feel so i would agree with uh Pockers, they were saying yeah we should make it deadly because it's th- that type of game same with like the call of Cthulhu games you know low level investigator you might stumble upon a horrible <laughs> demon or monster and you're not gonna be able to fight your way out of it so yeah when you can't fight your way out of it that's when the game gets interesting to me <laughs> that's like hey there's something cooler we can do than fight what is oh, it yeah. Oh, I, I don't mind. I don't trust me. You know, I started, you know, playing D anD D, so I don't mind. I don't mind having a good slugfest every once in a while and playing, but also having those opportunities to think things out and challenge players and do other things. I absolutely want that as well. But I do occasionally. I want my good fight. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's there. I'll, I'll make sure it gets peppered in when I DM. That's what we got goblins for. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, with any good game you know you have aspects of investigation of combat as well as role-playing you know r-o-l-e role-playing so as long as you have those three elements i think you know you're, you're gonna have a fun game you're not skewed towards like you yeah. said rolling dice the whole time or just running away from monsters the whole time like you know scooby-doo or something like that you know so <laughs> yeah when it comes Boinks. to role-playing r-o-l-e when it comes to that like i feel that mothership is is just ripe with crazy little ideas one of the things i liked when we were playing was rolling up the choke spawns was the monsters oh. and they're just these mutated things and there's a little table there chart and it gives you like three different columns and you get like a base form of it and then some kind of crazy mutation some kind of crazy attack and I just kind of ran with it and what came in my head, like at one point in time, I was like, yeah, this is John Carpenter's thing. Pretty much I'm picturing it in my head, (laughs) trying to describe that. I didn't like those. (laughs) (laughs) No, the mechanics of Mothership are good as well, too. You know, it's similar to like with Call Cthulhu. When you encounter a very strange creature, you got to do a sanity check. Or in this case, I think it was a, a a stress check. Yeah, that's the check. We need to talk about that. Yeah, so I really like that mechanic because, again, you know, we're normal, whatever you want to call it, teamsters slugging along, 
you know, fixing ships, delivering goods in the universe, and then you stumble upon this weird slug trash monster in the bowels of the space station. Yeah, I'm gonna shit my pants. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's gonna happen, right? <laughs> so yep. I, yep, I sure would be. I would not be a happy camper. <laughs> and oh, just real quick, speak about the mon because we're talking about the monsters and stuff. I do like how I don't know how they have it in the um I guess they have it in the in the basic rules right now. Do they call them uh uh is it unconfirmed uh reports or uh I know I know that's what they're doing I can't the, remember. I, I, the monsters I was looking at was actually that I took off was were all the a pound of flesh ones. I didn't. I, I don't remember much about anything in the basic rules. Yeah, they're 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 like in the in the new edition. They're having a separate book for for monsters. And Good. They're calling it. They're calling it like I think it's called unconfirmed reports. Which <laughs> I kind of like. I, I like, I like the I like the vagueness of it because they even said the monsters. It's like, well, we're not going to give you detailed stack blocks. Like, here's an orc. Here's right. a dragon. Here's a. It's like. Well, this is what people have seen or heard. You know, it yep. makes it very vague because then it's very fluid to where, you know, a, a, a warden could adapt it more to their own situation. And people don't know exactly like, hey, that's an orc. He has 1D something hit points. He does right. this. It's like, here's this thing that you don't know what the <laughs> heck it is, you know? So I kind of I like that aspect because, like you said, that horror aspect, like with the Call of Cthulhu. Like, when we played that game, I'm like... Man, we, I was, in my head, you know, I was like, we were so unprepared as characters <laughs> for this. You know, again, it's part of the uh, horror aspect of it, you know, the horror of the unknown, not knowing what you're getting into. You know, it's going to be something of a weird xenomorph cryptid that nobody has classified or has any type of knowledge upon. You know, you stumble into it. It's like, you know, in the first alien movie, when I mean, you get a face hugger. Yeah, like. What you hit, you hit the nail on the head with that. What is great about what was great about monsters for this, you hit the nail on the head the horror of the unknown and not knowing what you're getting into. And like with the way that little chart worked, having those combinations, it's the DM is like, Oh, you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. It's like, Okay, we got a face hugger, let's cut it off. Oh, wait, the face hugger bleeds acid now. We're all screwed now, so it's like, <laughs> you know, you just don't know what's going on, so it's part of the um enjoyment of the game and encountering these things you know like apocalypse nerd said is like oh you're running a troll okay let me go get out my torches and acid to defeat the troll type of thing or you know get out your silver dagger well here's like i don't know what to get out like should i get yeah. out like uh, a water balloon or should i get out a, a flamethrower right you know <laughs> yeah we know SMG. how to take the troll SMG. SMG. Is always answer. Yeah. <laughs> well we're pretty much coming up on time if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please share it on social media. Leave us a positive review wherever you're listening. If you've left us positive reviews, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Um, you can find our blog at wobbliesandwizards.com and keep those dice rolling. Yep. Even in space, people can hear roll dice. <laughs> Bye. Take care.